0: We're speaking with Scott Blackman today on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. We're in Park City, Utah for the 2017 USOC Media Summit ahead of the PyeongChang Olympics in 2018. Several hundred media from around the US, around the world, are here to find out what's going on with the US Olympic team, preparations for PyeongChang. We'll be one of the major players in those Olympic games. Always issues associated with the last months, to lead up to any Olympic Games. And uh, Scott Blackman is here to talk about some of that and the work that the uh, USOC is involved with right now. Thanks for joining us today, Scott. It's
1: great to be here, Ed, and thank you for being here.
0: Your your questions <laughs> that you heard today at the press conference uh, involve some serious issues, uh, Russian doping. and. Uh, on the security front, whether athletes will be safe there if these military tensions, these tensions between the US and North Korea persist. Uh, Not much you can do about that as US Olympic Committee. um, How do you deal with the questions, the concerns that arise from all of this?
1: You know, each, each set of games has a unique set of challenges. So we had different challenges in London than we had in Sochi than we had in, in Rio. And interestingly, you know, we expect these games to be some of the most safe and and secure ever. Um, Our people on the ground uh, in Seoul and in Pyeongchang uh, expect very, very little trouble. Obviously we're, you know, in the middle of some global tensions, which aren't for national Olympic committees to resolve. So it's our hope that, you know, our governments and, and the IOC can, can manage this in a way that allows, athletes to be in the spotlight as opposed to uh, some of the other things that we've been hearing about lately.
0: and a year ago with Rio de Janeiro you had a different set of concerns as far as security would go
1: yeah I think I think in Rio we were obviously concerned about Zika we were working hard on getting as much information as we could uh, into our athletes hands uh, we were also concerned about safety and security of our athletes especially if they Left kind of the the, the accredited areas um, of the system, uh, we're fortunate we didn't have any really serious incidents down there. Um, but like I said, each each games is very very different, and we feel like um, Pyeongchang is going to be um, in in great shape and doing a fantastic job of making sure that not only the venues but the but the events are ready.
0: Is there is there any talk behind <clears throat> the scenes among? your colleagues at other NOCs about this what do you what do you talk about when you deal with an issue like the uncertainty over Korea
1: yeah we, you know we talk about you know our, our concern over the implications for us globally we, we don't talk about the implications for the games we haven't had a single athlete uh, raise his or her hand and express, Concerned of us, I think our athletes are focused just on preparing themselves for the games. Um, If things change, uh, if threats emerge that you know we're not aware of now, we'll certainly inform them. But you know, really, it's it's business as usual for us.
0: And how would you evaluate overall this team as you look towards Pyeongchang compared with the group you brought to Sochi? four years ago?
1: We're, we're really excited. We've got about 240, uh, I think, projected to be on our Olympic team and about 75 on our Paralympic team. Um, obviously, it's going to be a different men's hockey tournament this year. I think we're all watching that closely. We've got some athletes who, you know, have already um, had some pretty good results in prior Olympics. We've also got some some young and, and brand new athletes that we're excited about. So um, we we think um, we've got a strong team. Uh, we had a really strong team in Sochi, and just looking forward to kind of continuing, you know, our our trajectory on getting better at the Winter Games. We've done very very well at the Summer Games. Our results in the Winter Games have been a little bit more mixed. So we're we're excited about the opportunity to, to allow our athletes to shine in Pyeongchang.
0: Absent some big stars, in the NHL will it be, you know, tougher to build excitement anticipation
1: for this team for these olympics you know i i really don't think so i think people watch the olympic hockey tournament because uh, it's our country competing so i think people are going to be just as interested in the outcome the players names might not be as recognizable but the excitement um, of the tournament i think is still going to be there um, as as it always is
0: you've been with the usoc (laughs) since 2000s early 2000s your first Turn there Um, besides the music that they play at the media summit in between breaks and that sort of thing what has changed about athletes today uh, versus what they might have been like 10 years ago the Olympians of today
1: I I think it's the same thing that's happened to the to the rest of us I think it's a more complicated world I think you have to to work hard to be informed Um, I think you, you're connected to all kinds of information. The things that you say and do are going to be promulgated throughout the world. So I think you have to be a little more thoughtful in terms of what you say and do. So I just, I think it's, I think it's a little more complicated. And I think the athletes have a lot more technology and information available to, to them um, to enhance their ability to succeed. So it's, it's just a very, um, you know, it's a very exciting time because we have so many more resources that we can put into play for the benefit of our athletes. Mm -hmm.
0: Are are they, is it a different sort of athlete that you have to prepare for now? Do they have different needs, different
1: expectations in the way they're being supported by the U S Olympic Committee? I, I think we have more opportunities to support them now. I, I haven't seen, you know, any kind of generational differences or differences in attitudes. I think, there is, you know, an increase in sophistication because we do have so many, you know, more tools uh, at our disposal, and that's that's the great thing about being in the position that we're in because our job is to help them succeed, and we do have more resources and tools to be able to do that now than we did 15 years ago.
0: Your the boat of the U.S. Olympic Committee is now moving in a new direction as of a few weeks ago, with the naming of Los Angeles as the 2028 summer olympic host what does that do immediately right now for the organization of the usoc and your your mission in the years ahead now
1: so that was that was a big deal the fact that we're hosting in 2028 uh, it's something that we've been focused on for six or seven years Um, and really the fact that we've we've accomplished that goal now we can really shift our focus back to sustained competitive excellence in the athletes. And that's the, the funnest part of my job. I think it's the thing that, you know, our professional team at the USOC gets the most excited about. So we're, we're really grateful to have the opportunity to focus on the athletes, uh, on the competition in Pyeongchang. And it's, uh, it's the best part of what we do.
0: So you won't have a bid to worry mm-hmm. about that kind of a distraction. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I
1: think, I think we're going to explore um, 2026 and, and 2030. Obviously, we have a, a partner um, in L.A. 2028, and we want to make sure that anything that we do strengthens um, them as opposed to creates challenges for them. So, you know, in consultation with them, we'll decide what we want to do vis-a-vis the possibility of a, of a winter bid. But we very much would like to have the winter games back in the United States.
0: For the first time since the U.S. has been bidding for a Summer Olympic Games, I heard the chairman of the U.S. Olympic Committee say, we'd like to have a Winter Olympic Games come back to the United States sometime. Uh, First time you've been able to say that.
1: Yeah, I think realistically our discussions at the board level were more focused on the Summer Games. Uh, we were now lucky enough to be, you know, in a position where those games are going to be held in the United States in 2028. So, I think it's only logical to look at you know how we might fit a winter games bid into the rotation as well
0: um, 32 is that a possibility 26 is that the preference
1: Well it be uh, 26 or 30, um, so 30 and I yeah. think uh, at the end of the day 30 might be a little easier uh, in terms of how it might fit together with with LA but like I said we are only now beginning to explore that so um, I think what we're trying to do is keep keep all of our options open. Make sure that we have a process that's fair for you know any U.S. city that's interested in, in bidding for the games. And so I think I think you'll see more than one U.S. city you know participating in this initial phase of the of the 2026 campaign. But as far as
0: uh, a bid for the games goes, would it be fair to say that the board has to take it up next, give you some direction, some idea about what to do next?
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's clearly a board-level decision for us. Um, I think it's something we would only want to, to move down the road if, if the board made a decision to pursue a Winter Games. Meeting. And
0: you have a board meeting coming up in October, so it would possibly come up there.
1: It, it clearly will be. I'm going to put that on the agenda for our meeting on October 13th, really just to get some initial reactions. Certainly no decisions will be made um, in October, but we can at least begin a dialogue and begin to understand what the questions are, if nothing else.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in Puerto Rico, dealing with a massive uh, disaster, catastrophe for the, for the island, um, sport facilities are ruined, the country is in need of a lot of help. Uh, is the U.S. Olympic Committee considering any kind of aid or assistance or involved in providing some help to Puerto Rico?
1: Yeah, we, we absolutely want to help, just like we did with, uh, with Haiti a few years ago. Uh, We haven't determined where our assistance could have the greatest impact. We obviously want to work closely with Pan Am Sports. You know, Nevin Illich and his team to make sure that what we're doing kind of complements what what Paso and Pan Am Sports is doing. So, you know, our hearts go out to the people in in Puerto Rico um, and we we will definitely be doing something in support of helping them to rebuild their sports infrastructure.
0: You're involved personally more with the Pan Am Sports organization with your election to the executive board. Uh, what is your expectation of how the U.S. should be involved with this, with Paso?
1: You know, we're we're fortunate in that the our role in the Olympic movement and in the region is significant, both from a, an athletic performance standpoint and a financial standpoint. So, it's appropriate for us to be an active and engaged participant in the Olympic movement and in Pan Am sports and it's certainly our intent to do that going forward. Um, Pan Am sports is very fortunate that it has some assets that it can work with and the objective has to be to make sure that we deploy those assets in a way that's gonna have the greatest impact on the greatest number of countries um, in the Americas and we're just now beginning to explore what those, what those avenues might be.
0: You have a region that has the most perhaps prosperous and successful Olympic Committee with some of the smallest and tiniest in the world. You know, how do you balance the resources or make the resources available that everybody can take advantage of the strengths of the hemisphere versus what needs to be done.
1: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. We have a lot of diverse countries who are members of PASO and I think we have to use the administration of PASO and the organization to help the countries who, you know, haven't had as big a team in the Olympic Games uh, and haven't had as much success at the Olympic Games and see if we can really help them build a sport infrastructure where they can have higher expectations going forward. We, you know, we want to be net contributors to paso, uh, not recipients of aid from Paso and so I think it's a it's a great opportunity for the United States to you know to play the role of of brother uh, in trying to help our siblings kind of reach a little bit higher
0: and there'll be a an office in in Miami before long I understand so that'll bring closer ties to the United States
1: I think so and I think I think it'll just make things much more convenient I think. Miami is a a much easier place to get to for for all of us, so hopefully Paso is able to figure out a way that it can lease some office space in Miami and have have an ongoing presence there.
0: Uh, And just as you're talking about a Winter Olympics coming back to the United States, what about a Pan American Games coming
1: to the US? You know, it's funny, we have a a number of cities that I think would be great hosts for the Pan Am Games we have. a handful of cities that would like to have a dialogue about bringing the Pan Am Games to the United States. So obviously, you know, we're we're fully subscribed through 2023, but that's something that we would we would think about in 2027 and beyond.
0: Yeah, you would have a sort of let a have a open bidding process, that sort of thing. Let s- cities know that you're interested, or would you follow an IOC model where you would go into a con- consultative process.
1: You know, I think again there we would we would want to at least begin a dialogue with our board of directors and see what their see what their appetite is, you know, with the Olympic Games in 2028, possibly 2026 or 2030. The idea of a Pan Am Games in 27 is probably uh, a long shot. Uh, so realistically, I think we'd be looking a little farther out than that, but we would certainly start the process by having a dialogue with with PASO about you know, what their vision is and what kind of a process they would envision.
0: Scott Blackman, CEO of the U.S. Olympic Committee. We could talk for a long time, but we'll let you go about your business today.
1: Great. Thanks, Ed. Thanks very much for
0: being with us.